dun, 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 dun. And here we are. Waiting on Nick to jump on in. Okay. Well, come on, Nick. Jump up on. He texted me and shit instead of jumping in the goddamn chat room. What the hell, Bobby? Get in the chat there, Bobby. Wasting air time here, Bobby. I'm here. There you go. I was in here cussing you out. Damn. You couldn't hear because you wasn't here. <laughs> so are we like on right now? Like when you upload this, everyone's yes. going to hear what I'm saying right now? Yes. People are listening to us right now as we speak. All right. Well, people have the ability to listen to us right now as we speak. Ain't nobody in here but me and you. Okay. <laughs> um, so you got everything? Yeah, I'm ready. If you want me to start or you want to start, it's whatever you want, boss. Hey, man, you know I got to do the intro. Yeah, do the intro. But well, I'm stuck on Facebook right now. <laughs> so... Did you watch your your favorite show? Talking to me? No, I'm talking to you, motherfucker. <laughs> what show? Uh, Wrestling Gooper or whatever. Oh, uh, podcast? Yeah. Yeah, I did. I'm actually watching the Edge thing right now. You definitely got to check it out, man. It's actually pretty sick. He even mentions in here how he got an offer from AEW. Word. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's an hour and 15. I got like a half hour left. I paused it because we're doing this, obviously. Earth. I'm at the peep gang and whatnot. But with that being said, welcome to another edition of Wrestling is Trash, a nonsensical podcast where we talk about professional wrestling past, present, and quite possibly the future. So um, we are continuing our WrestleMania weekend coverage, and it's weird to say WrestleMania weekend, knowing now that is actually a WrestleMania weekend. We got two nights of WrestleMania. Last night concluded night one. We gave our previews and thoughts about the card as a whole. Now we're going to review night one and give a preview for night two that will take place later on this evening. Sir, so um, I know you got the card pulled up for night two, which they neglected to give to us uh, yesterday for either night. So we had to kind of guess and figure out as it happened uh, who was wrestling and whatnot. But um, overall, night one, what were your thoughts? Um, yes, yeah, so obviously we'll go through the night one card first, just what we thought of each match, just very briefly. But um, I thought night one was really good. I'm not going to lie. Started off slow. Uh, well, first off, I guess, you know, the pre-show matches are on Gulak was great. I thought it was a good one. You know, they know what to do. But it definitely started off slow. But then it got better and better and better and better, in my opinion. And I know you ain't a taker guy, and I know we'll get into it when we cover it. But I, Ed, Oh, yeah, we're going to get all up in that ass. You, you saw You keep seeing on Twitter everyone saying that could be the whole match of the whole WrestleMania. Yeah, well, and I... And the coolest I statistic, well. the coolest statistic I got about The Undertaker, you got to give my man props for this. The Undertaker, after last night, technically has main evented a WrestleMania in four different decades. Yeah, I mean, because he's old as fuck, and you don't know when to stop. <laughs> <laughs> what, but what did you think of night one? I thought it was great overall. I really enjoyed it. Um, 
to to echo your sentiment about it being um slow and everything to start yeah i i agree with that wholeheartedly um it just it wasn't i don't think that it was slow it was just that we needed to get used to what we were seeing in front of us yes i think that was it as well it started off like a smackdown but then it slowly throughout the night you got that mania yeah because like it, it almost became like a tunnel vision thing because <laughs> like as soon as the um, match started with gulak and everything you know i was my eyes were out wide looking at um you know what would have been the crowd and the surroundings and everything you would have been there yeah i would have been there and then um as the night went on, my vision narrowed. It, fo- it didn't focus so much on the outside of the ring and the surroundings. It was more so just the performers inside the ring. And I didn't, yes. I just blocked all that shit out because the first hour they had all kinds of matches, you know, cause it, we had the pre-show. They did all the hype and pomp and circumstance and everything. Yeah. Then um, once the show started proper, you know, an hour later at six o'clock, my time, seven o'clock, your time. Shit, they had like buku matches within that first hour, and everything else after that just kind of slowed down, and they yep. focus more on highlight packages and the story of those matches. Exactly. Um, you know, hey, I'll be in Pendleton next year. You know, it's only an hour and change away from LA. Just saying. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know what's gonna happen? Seven days before you're gonna be like, hey, I'm coming to stay on the couch <laughs> or some well, shit. Well, basically, I mean, we seen the thing last night. What, did they put the date? I know they already announced yep, it. Yep, it's uh, the 28th. And I believe your birthday, if I'm correct, is the 29th, right? Correct. The day after my birthday. The day before my birthday. Yep. Yeah. So maybe we could hit up both somehow. You know, they do that veteran free event thing. You know, free yeah. tickets if we went to the Raw after Mania. Maybe. Um, freaking. What, what's it? what I was about to say. Um. Yeah, so they announced it. My wife seen it yesterday. She's like, "Oh, so you going?" I was like, mm, "I don't know yet." <laughs> you know you're going. Just accept it. It makes it a well, lot easier. On well, let me give you um the status on my situation. Anyway, you know, yeah. as, as um you mentioned earlier, I was supposed to be there. I was going to Tampa. I had my plane ticket. I had my freaking my event ticket and everything. And I would have been there right now as we speak because I would have landed yesterday morning, Saturday at ten a.m. And, um, you know, you know what's going on outside, and you know, so that yep. canceled. But um, I already got my well, they refunded the money for the actual ticket for the event. And then okay. for my plane tickets, they didn't give me cash back, but they gave me vouchers for the amount that I spent on the tickets. Which would be perfect to use for SummerSlam in Boston. Well, if that's still going on. Yeah, I think it's gonna by then it should. I'm not I'm not saying it to be optimistic because I'm going. I just I think by then we should be good. Hopefully. Yeah. So you ready to go over uh, this card? Night one? Yeah, because um yeah. you just kinda glossed as a whole. I thought you wanted to break it down, homie. Okay, all right, yeah. So night one, real quick, uh we both agreed on because we're gonna be here for a minute probably talking about night two, but night one, you know, Gulak Cesaro, we can both agree that was a great one. Then um yeah. well it was kind of it kind of ended abruptly for me because I mean we we seen Cesar well I've seen him in the, on the independence doing that uh, airplane spin and everything but I never really known it to be a finish per se but it yeah. ended abruptly for me and I was like what I'm happy to see Cesaro get a win at Mania even if it's the pre-show in front mm-hmm. of no one it's still a WrestleMania win yep so I was happy about that then uh 
We have the show open with the Kabuki Warriors with Nikki Cross and the next Alexa Bliss with them becoming the new WWE Women's Tag Team titles. Not a bad match. You know, Kyrie, um, is it called Stardom? Is that it? Yeah, that's what I was yeah, going to so, get into because um, yeah, when she came out, it, it just wasn't in her face or whatever. I was like, man, Kyrie is sad. And then I seen the tweet later on. I guess she had a friend that she had a pact with and, you know, they would go on to do great things and she said she would have a title match at WrestleMania and her friend died or some shit, right? Yeah, so, but I've heard Stardom already wants to reach back out to her. Um, so, I, I, I heard, I don't know how true it is, her contract could be coming up. You know, and they I've heard a bunch of people saying I agree. They've barely done anything with Kyrie. In NXT, she was great. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Vince has something against, you know, the Asian people descent in general, because you see it with Shinsuke not having the title. He pretty much probably had to force Asuka to get the title because of just how credible she was, and she deserved it too. Mm-hmm. But they've barely done anything with Kyrie. I could picture Kyrie and Asuka having a great feud for one of the women's titles. Yeah, or I mean, it could be in the cards now. So yeah, so maybe maybe that's the plan. I'm hoping they do. I would hate to see her leave without her at least doing something on the main roster. She's done nothing besides win the tag titles, and obviously we know this isn't her fault. Um, mm-hmm. Cross and Cross and Bliss winning it, kind of like we said yesterday. They need to do more with these titles. It's sad that we already have two time tag champs in one year of them having the titles. Yeah, it hasn't like, been. I, a full I don't year like yet? that. What? Has it been a full year yet? Yep, yeah, because yeah, they did it at Chamber last year. Because remember, we saw them yeah, defend. Yeah. Yep, they defended at Mania. So a whole year, and you've only had four teams with the whole title. You know what I mean? So, and the Warriors had it for a while, but they barely, they never defended it. That's why they had it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's hard to get invested in the women's tag match because they just don't do shit with them. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing I hate the most about it. Mm-hmm. Um. Following that, King Corbin and Elias. It was what Elias. it was, and Elias got new theme music that we've never heard because we barely yep. heard his original theme music. Yep. But he won. He got the Mania win. Yeah. Once again, like, the end of the day, people can just, like you were saying yesterday with Austin Theory, no one might be there, but he's 22 and fighting at WrestleMania for the tag team titles. Mm-hmm. No matter what circumstance, they could have picked, they easily could have picked someone else from the main roster. You know what I mean? So it's like, I, you still got to be appreciative. But, yeah, like we said, that was what it was. Um, you know, friggin', I thought Gronk was going to be involved in this, but he wasn't. He kind of was. He, he tried to take a stab at that uh, 24-7 championship. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which hopefully tonight he gets it, you know. But uh, then following that, I believe right after that, we had um, Sammy and Daniel Bryan. Once again, Sammy, again, it was they were saying it last night on the podcast just in general. When's the last time we heard Sami Zayn's actual entrance music? He's always coming out to Nakamura's. Mm-hmm. So that was cool to see that. It was a good match. You know, chicken shit heel, DB. I thought, the, I thought this was a really good match, actually. Yeah. I was glad to see Sami get the win. You can already tell Daniel Bryan starting to be that guy to start putting over talent. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, so it was, I, um, what is word in the wind? Is um he ain't long for the company or some shit, right? He wanted to step down for a little bit or just have a more lax schedule? Yeah, I think he wants like I'd probably say not a Brock schedule, but a Brock schedule, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Like a WrestleMania SummerSlam, maybe another pay per view a year or two kind of guy. So yeah. good to see him do that. Um then after that, I wanna say it was Shayna versus Becky. 
I might even have flip-flopped those. I'm trying to go in card order, but Shannon, Becky, and honestly, man, I'm pissed. I get it. Like, the in the internet was seeing kind of pissed off with Shayna winning. I want to see Shayna win because we were kind of saying yesterday, Shayna, now who, who's going to be the one to beat Becky? Yeah. And then what, from what I got from this is whatever, this is not over. It's going to be a continuation just by the nature of the win. You know, yeah. it, it wasn't nothing. It wasn't her submission. It wasn't like a big finish. Nope, it was just the roll up, which Kyrie done to her in the past as well. Mm-hmm. To be there, so yeah, it was it was a whatever match. I was pulling for Shayna, you know. Um, a lot of people on the internet did not like this though. I think this was probably the hated match of the night, but I don't think it was weird. Everyone was ragging on Shayna, forgetting it. But it's I was reading. Now, obviously, there's a zillion things on me. What I was reading was a lot of people weren't cool with Becky winning it. Yeah. Um... I was looking for something else as well, you know? Yeah. But, I mean... Now, do you think they might have... I'm sorry to cut you off. Do you think some of these outcomes changed due to no crowd? Like, do you think they would have had Shayna go over if this was live in front of everyone? Or do you think, like, that was still going to be the match? Yeah. I I I think that could have been the thing, you know? Um, Because you don't want to see Shayna. Like, Braun, they had no choice. Yeah. Same, even if it was Roman, they needed to get that title off of Goldberg. They didn't know that was going to happen. But with Shayna and Becky, like they they maybe want to see that big title change happen. Because if, if you really think about it, out of all the title matches, I would even say this might be a ballsy statement. But even over Drew and Brock, this is the big big title change because Brock's kind of like a Goldberg. You, if Brock wins tonight, you know we're going to be shocked a little bit. But mm-hmm. would we know? Because we all feel Drew's naturally going to win. Yeah, you know, because that's what that's what they've been doing with Brock. Someone wins the Rumble or a huge match, goes up against Brock to beat them. You know, so with Shannon and Becky, like you knew, we all thought it was going to finally happen. Yes, Becky's going to lose. You know, Becky's going to lose, and then yeah, and it didn't happen. <laughs> nope. So, but anything I'm, else you want to add to about this match? I don't know. I thought it was pretty good, and you know, it had me poised and ready for. To see the ref raise Shayna Baszler's hand, but it didn't happen. No, nope. but I mean, like I said, once again, due to the circumstances of how this match was won by Becky, it leads me to believe that this is going to continue. I'd like, yeah, and I'd like to see. I thought about this last night. I doubt it's going to happen, but wouldn't it be kind of cool if Shayna like attacked her tonight in like a backstage segment? Yeah, or even. <laughs> The Raw after Mania. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know what they got planned for this one. I don't think there's going to be any call ups, if you ask me. Yeah, well, I mean, call ups, lateral movements. Yeah, lateral <laughs> movements. There are no call ups anymore. Yep. Uh, you might get to see a little performance by Austin Theory on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, one on one, maybe a rematch against. I'd like to see him and Montez Ford go at it. Mm-hmm. Did you okay. see what um he posted on Twitter? Yeah, after- with the cups. Oh yeah, yeah that was funny. <laughs> That was hilarious. With AJ Styles? Yeah. Yeah. Montez is going to be a big star. I can't wait. One day. Like I said, I'm a little biased because he's a Marine, you know, but still, he's still insanely talented. But I think you and I are a little biased on that. Yes, I, I agree. Uh, next, uh, we'll talk about the uh, that ladder match. Jimmy Uso, Kofi Kingston, and John Morrison. That was insane. Yeah. You got to think. Uh, this is just my philosophy on it. Obviously, in wrestling, you get a lot of adrenaline. And I imagine in a high stip match like this, like a ladder match, table match, whatever, you feed off the crowd. 
and you definitely didn't get that with <laughs> you know what I mean? But still, John Morrison walking the t- the ropes and doing yeah. the Spanish fly, and then I even liked the finish, to be honest. I picked Ms. Uh, Morrison to win. But you did. But I was, I was, I liked that. I thought it was different and everything like that. And shit, I wanted the uh, Usos to win because it would have fit my theory. Every time they get in trouble, they take a break and come back, they win the titles. <laughs> you know what I thought about? Every time Jimmy Uso, the Usos fight, they got Air Force Ones on, and those things look brand new every time. Do you think they wear, he buys a brand new for every match? Well, he really takes care of them. You know, that's, that's something that I I really wanted to know the answer to. Anytime like um, WWE wrestlers, like when Edge and Christian had their show or, you know, whoever else they have a podcast, they do like Q&A sessions and they ask people to submit questions. That's always the question I submit. Does WWE give you a uniform allowance like how they would give us in the military or yeah. on you? to go out and source your own materials to get your costumes made. Because I know a lot of people get their own stuff made from their own personal uh, yeah, like and and stuff. But like we've seen behind the stage uh, stuff and they have people on staff that are there to make the costumes and gear and all that stuff. Yep, friggin'. But what? Because you know me, you probably want a few pair of Air Forces back in the day, right? Yes, I have some in my garage right now. You gotta think. Imagine those shoes were hard as hell to keep clean. Hell so yeah. I, I want to know how much Jimmy Uso's Air Force One allowances a year. But um, yeah, man, this was a good match. This was a really good match. Sure. Um, I have yep. nothing really to add to it. It's just like the ending was uh kind of shocking. I was assuming, but it was just like I wasn't too mad about it. Well, because the only thing I didn't like, and this is like if you're a history buff, kind of like we are, but. I've seen it when John Cena won the match, the ladder match at Money in the Bank to be like the WWE champion, whatever, in 2014. He took the thing off the hook and had both titles, just like I think it was Jimmy Uso did. Yeah. So and when Cena did that, he won the match. But when Jimmy did it last night, he didn't. Morrison had the titles and won. Yeah. Well, I mean, all three of them had the title. They had the yeah. little hooky hanger thingy. <laughs> And then he fell off with the belts. I mean, what good is the hanger without the belts, right? Yeah. This so. is definitely, I think, this, just like Shane, I think this isn't over yet. Yeah. And I don't think, what did you think of the beginning with the, did you see the Miz and Morrison's promo or whatever? Yeah, the, the, hey, the hey, hey, ho, ho. Yeah, that was awesome. I'm not No, I want to put that on iTunes so goddamn yeah. I, I, hope, I hope they have a rap battle. Oh, <laughs> man. You know how, that's going to be whack. The new day, I mean, not the new day. The um, Usos. The Usos is gonna be great at it, but yeah. <laughs> but so then after that, next we had Goldberg versus Braun Strowman Universal Title. Goldberg and, with one spear, two spear, three spears, four, four spears, and then Braun Strowman with a handful of power slams to be yeah, your new four well. Yep, new Universal Champion Braun Strowman. How do you feel about it? Why hadn't they done this sooner? And if, and let's go back to what we, we spoke about in the past because we had this conversation many times. Is because of the 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 way uh, shit stacked top of the pyramid they got there. You know they got an upside down pyramid and shit. There's not like yeah. you know, one guy at the top to kind of like have so many different opponents down on the below. There's so many motherfuckers they want to keep up at the goddamn top that it the slim pickings down at the bottom. 
So you always had Brock in a prominent position to where it kept down a lot of upcoming talent. So all the opportunities that Braun had was squandered because they wanted to keep Brock in a prominent position to set him up for something else that they had planned out down the line. And that's bullshit. Brock went through Samoa Joe that could have been a two-time champion by now. Brock went through Braun Strowman that could have been at least a two-time champion by now. Brock, name somebody else that had all the momentum that could have been, you know, established. Even though he's already kind of in Roman. Yeah, Roman. You know, Seth was the only one, I think, who went up against Brock and, like, beat him. Yeah. Like, in 2019, last year. Won the Rumble, went against him, beat him. Yeah, Roman had the anchor around his neck of Brock Lesnar because the way it was portrayed on screen and, you know, presented to us is like Roman challenge was Brock and he got bested by Brock at every turn. (laughs) Yeah, I just think WWE's thing is if they really don't know what to do, they give it a Brock. Because I I read a lot of stuff when Roman, you know, had the cancer come back. Oh, well, uh, put the title on Brock. We'll build someone to beat Brock. If you really think about it, it's a very easy storyline to do. Yeah. But that year, Mania, even though he left the company and now he's the AEW champion, it was supposed to be Ambrose versus Roman at Mania last year. You know, so I think because if you really think about it, since since 2017 when Brock beat Goldberg for the title, Brock's been in the title picture forever. They, I hope after tonight, if he loses – he takes a break at least a year without being around the title. They have so many feuds they could do with him. I still want to see him and Lashley. Yeah. You know, I, I think we all do. But him and Lashley are just him and whoever. I'd even like to see kind of like him and Aleister Black maybe not in a title match. You know, like, because, you know, Brock's good about giving back to the company. I think Brock just thinks to give him something to work with. Yeah. See, and that's that's what all we pine for when we see Brock listen to. To see him face someone other than the same three to five people that he's faced since he's been back this second time around. Yeah. Like I'd like to see him and Ricochet go at it again, but not for three minutes. <laughs> but I mean, that that's also the crux of the thing. They built him since WrestleMania 30 to be this crazy unstoppable thing. And only the only really two people have bested Brock Lesnar and that's Seth Rollins and Goldberg. Yeah. Cause I'm trying to think since he beat Taker, he lost to, if you want to count the cash in with Rollins, mm-hmm. but that you can count, that you can give him shenanigans because he wasn't pinned. But he lost the taker. As he lost, he lost, yeah, was, was that after? That was after, yeah. Remember he lost the taker, but it was yeah, a yeah. controversy. Yeah, which yeah. I don't even count that because it was fucking shenanigans. <laughs> yeah, so then after that, he didn't lose again until Goldberg, yeah, and Seth, because even when Roman beat him, at that SummerSlam, Braun was involved. Mm-hmm. See, so, yeah, that's, that's really the only new, quote-unquote, new talent to beat Brock just clean. Even he didn't, though. He hit him in the nuts. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, they're never – so I'm curious what they're going to do tonight with Drew if Drew goes over. He has to. I've seen it in my mind. <laughs> yeah. And then next we had Taker and Styles in a Boneyard match. Now, okay. Rob, let me Here go, we go first. Here we go. Go ahead. Get your bullshit out of there. Go on ahead. That was the most popping. That was the most. <laughs> that was the most popping thing on the internet last night. And still yeah, it was. Today. And I liked it because of the Undertaker's age. 
First off, I loved AJ's entrance. That was so cool. You know how he came out all Yeah, and the coffin and everything. I liked Taker coming in on the bike, you know, nostalgia. I get it. They did new music, the new Metallica album. You know, George was the one who filled me in that it was a new Metallica song. Yeah. Um. Uh. I, then I liked how, but I would have loved for you know nostalgia reasons, maybe some Limp Biscuit or something like that. I would have been. Uh, I would have been. Cool oh, no, 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 Don't, don't, don't make this feel any older than it has. Yeah. To. <laughs> but then, I don't. Know, I just thought it was good. The shit talking during it was really good. You know. Then they had. I liked how they had like the druids involved and Taker was flat, like, yo, are we gonna do this or what kind of thing? That was kind of like um the putties like, and the power rangers and shit. <laughs> yeah, it was like a movie. I liked them fighting on top of the thing, the barn, whatever you want to call it. And mm. I was texting George, because I picked Taker. We were texting during this, like how we were all kind of talking. And from there, I was just like I was telling him, like, nope, I think AJ is gonna win because they kept AJ going over. But then Taker was going over and then I, I just don't know. I just didn't I didn't know what it was gonna be. I thought it was great how Taker won. I did like how Styles had the hand up. This could potentially end up being a real match. I don't know if it doesn't. It sh- personally I don't think it should. No. I think I think AJ got over. Mm-hmm. Even though he lost, I definitely think this is very credible to AJ. Mm-hmm. Um I just thought it was good. Like I said, the shit talking. I thought it was kinda of funny in the beginning. He's like, Hey, does your wife know you're here? And he was like, Yeah. <laughs> I did think that was funny. Like, you know, Taker came off like a, a badass here, but so did AJ. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, AJ throwing gallows off Tombstone and Ander- Anderson choke slamming AJ. Oh, are are you done now? Yeah, I just thought it was great. Okay. <laughs> so now, here we go. I did not give him my full attention because of who was involved. You know, I love AJ Styles as of current, as a current performer or whatever, even though he old as fuck too. He in his what late 30s, early 40 or whatever. Yeah. But he is a decade or so more younger than The Undertaker. <laughs> and he's still nimbly bimbly and can do all this crazy shit or whatever. Undertaker cannot. But aesthetically, the view, how everything looked or whatever, I did enjoy that for the parts that I did pay attention to. So what my thought was, if you're going to pre-record something, why not do the whole damn show like this? You know, that's what my thought was. I'm not saying everybody be out in the spoopy graveyard having WrestleMania matches and shit. They could have produced this WrestleMania like they do their 24, uh, their 24 freaking uh, specials and Chronicle and all that stuff. Made this bitch look like a movie since the shit was pre-recorded anyway. Yeah. They easily could have done this with Rollins and Owens. Yes. They uh freaking they could have just had some cinematic movie cut angles and everything. They could have made finishes and everything seem you know bigger than what they was, but adding certain effects. I ain't talking about damn have Avengers sound and all kind of fucking stars and fucking all kind of crazy shit going on. <laughs> I'm just yeah. like if you're gonna do just this one thing like this on this two-day show um, where they're going to have the Firefly Funhouse match. So that I imagine it'll be similar to this as well. If you're going to do just two isolated incidents on this whole show just like this, given the climate that we're in right now with you know the no crowd and all this other bullshit, it seems stupid to me. But to counter what I just said about this shit, other people were kind of like it was kind of breaking the monotony and everything. So it was like 
it was almost like a, a break in between what was going on on the show proper and to have this as it was presented was kind of like a you know a breather a break an escape or some shit so yep. if people like it i can't be too down on it because this whole thing as a whole could have been a shit show <laughs> and nobody had had anything good to comment about so i'm glad that people came away with this more positive than negative and shit yeah but so, oh. once again before we move on to tonight's card fuck the undertaker <laughs> well since we're on the subject the cinematic feel and everything the first match i figured we go over uh well live morgan natalia we kind of said it yesterday i'm going still for my baby live i think you said the same thing yes and really but since we're on that subject let's talk about cena and the fiend yes i think this last night, especially with it closing the show. Yeah, they, they stacked the night two or whatever. Yeah. I mean, night one was okay. I mean, the only big notable matches was um freaking the Undertaking AJ Styles, really. I mean, you had some, you know, allure with Becky and Shayna, but it wasn't as, you know, like, it was like, yeah, it happened. <laughs> yeah. But Cena and The Fiend, that Funhouse match has so much pressure on mm-hmm. it with you know, and here's the thing, WWE, they had days to figure out who's going to, what we're going to present on what night and everything yeah. like that. So this Funhouse match, if it's anything like the Boneyard, it's going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just curious where they're going to put this in the card because yeah, I'm very positive Drew and Brock. So I could see Undertaker and AJ made of ending over Goldberg and Braun any day. Mm-hmm. I don't know where Cena and The Fiend are going to go. Yeah. I can't see that main eventing over Drew and Brock and as much then, as I wouldn't care. Then, I don't see it happening. And then you got what we talked about yesterday. You you got this cinematic masterpiece that they're going to create. I'm doing air quotes <laughs> with yep. Cena and Bray Wyatt. Then you got this momentous, monumental match between Drew and Brock Lesnar. But and we are also forgetting Edge, Edge and Orton. <laughs> so yeah. what you got these three big things on night two which they stacked with all the, um, the, I think, the higher caliber matches, to be honest. Where are you going to place all this shit? Because you got to think, even Charlotte and Rhea Ripley. Yeah, that too, because we yeah. have the acclaim of NXT on the line, not just the title. You know, like, because you got to think, they're going to put something on good first. Yeah. I doubt, so we'll go back into Cena and The Fiend here in a second, but... Oh, well, let's let's do a side bet on this right now. Who do you uh, think is going to start off night two, barring the freaking uh, kickoff show? So out of the three, we got Rhea Ripley, Charlotte. We got Edge Orton. We got Cena Fiend. Um, we got Brock. Drew and Brock. Alex and then we got the five. Nope, you know, that's not starting. We got oh, the, yeah. We got the five-way match for the women's title as well. So we have five potential things that can start off the show hot to kind of take pressure off the main event. <laughs> so what do you think is going to start off night two? I could see them even going with... Um, yeah, the women's match, maybe. Yeah, but the Street Profits and Garza in theory. I don't think that's... I don't know. I don't think so, but th- would you be shocked? No. <laughs> so you know what? I'm just going to throw it out there. I'm going to go with... Edge and Orton. Okay. And I won't be upset about that. Then that's the last man standing match. 
Yeah, I could see Ajar, you know, he said the women's. I wouldn't be surprised if the women's five-way started it either. It's just, I hate to say this, but the two cool-down matches are definitely Otis and Dolph and Aleister and Lashley. Correct. Those are hands-down cool-down matches. Correct. So, you got one of the ones we're saying is going to start, so I just said screw it, Edge and Orin. It's either going to be Edge and Orin. Or Charlotte and Rhea for some reason. Okay. And then, you know, you have those two matches in there. So it'll probably be a great match there. Then um, either one of the two cooldowns that you spoke about. A great match there. Then another cooldown. And then another great match after. You know what would be cool with Edge and Orton? If they made it last throughout the night. Oh, you're talking about some damn Luke Harper and Dean Ambrose shit? Yeah, that'd be kind of cool, though. <laughs> Uh, I don't know about that. Not, yeah. not not for his. It's not gonna happen. Yeah, it's not, cool. Yeah, not for his return match in yeah. nine years of a hiatus and shit to be shenanigans the whole goddamn show. So, so who you going with, Cena and Fiend? You said Fiend last night. You sticking with Fiend? I'm sticking with the Fiend. Yep, me too. So then, if Cena wins, do you, if C, if Cena wins, if you know, and it's not. A long shot, either. No. Do you think it's a continuation of this feud as well? Probably. Okay, but I'm still going with the fiend. All right. Yeah. What, what we got next? Uh, Edge and Orton. We're both. I think we both said Edge. I yeah. think this yeah. match is going to be Has sick. To. You know, it's going to be sick. There's not really much to say. It's just going to be great. Uh, I'm just because I'm so watching the 24 documentary right now, actually. Mm-hmm. Edge was saying like he's back, but at a different caliber. He literally said he can't go through thumb thumbtacks. He can't um uh what's it say? I can't do thumbtacks. No flaming tables. Not that I was expecting that tonight, mm-hmm. but I'm not ex- after hearing that and him in the documentary. I'm not expecting anything super crazy extreme, yeah. but it's probably gonna happen. Yeah. Well, see, this is the, this is the thing. I mean, when you have a no DQ match. You know, it gives you a lot of uh, leeway to daggone hide some things because it was just like that boneyard match. We know Undertaker current day can't do a lot of shit that he used to do in the in the yesterday days of the yesteryear and shit. So this boneyard match gives you the ability to hide some of his limitations because I mean, one I mean is pre-taped, so you can cut here, paste there, you know, yeah. read shit and all kind of stuff like that. I mean, same thing with um, this no DQ match. I mean, last man standing match. I mean, he can hit him with a chair, you know, not nothing crazy. He can fall down, you know, get a seven count, get up. Um, he can maybe fall down, you know, because, I mean, he can at least take some bumps or whatever. But it's not going to be nothing crazy, you know? Yeah. Oh, so he says. You <laughs> know, wrestling is built in deception and lies. Yeah. I know we. I just realized we skipped over from last night. What did you think, really quick, Rollins and Owens? Yeah, that was cool. It was it was a fun match. I was happy with KO how we how we won yeah. jumping off that shit. But yeah, Edge and Orton are gonna tear down the house. <laughs> Edge and Orton's gonna tear down the house. Yeah, I think that's uh, my um, most anticipated match of the night, barring think- the great card that they have around it. Yep, I think that was the most anticipated match in the whole Mania. Yes. Uh, next, Charlotte and Rhea. I think we both said Rhea. Yeah, I think we said that yesterday. I'm going to stick with it. Yeah, you know it could go either way, especially look who she's facing, fucking Charlotte. Yeah. 
Charlotte's the modern day Cena. Like, up, oh, you never know, though. <laughs> I thought you were about to say the modern day Maharaja. <laughs> I'm waiting for him to come back. Damn it! Oh, did you see him on the Drew McIntyre special? Yeah. Yeah, he was talking about. It. He's like, um, maybe later on down the line they can have a Super Three and B reunion, and I'm look, I'm all for it. Then, <laughs> uh, uh, the women's five way. Now, I mean, we we. We we spoke very highly of uh, Bailey and Sasha in this, you know, because it is an elimination match from what I understand. So we think it might whittle down to a uh, legit, legit boss, a legit uh, Charlotte. I mean, Charlotte, goddamn, Sasha fucking Bailey match, battle of the bubble. And um, I don't know, might have some wild card shenanigans going on. The telltale of this match is whoever gets eliminated early. If it rather be Bailey or Sasha, you know, you know, there's gonna be some crazy shit in between. Yeah, it'd be cool to see our, our girl Lacey pull it off though. Yeah. But I'm saying if Sasha get eliminated early for some odd reason, I think Bailey may retain. Yeah. But if Bailey get eliminated early, you know some shit is gonna go down. Yep. And then so who do we go? Who did we go with yesterday? I think I said Sasha. I, I think I said the same thing. But for some reason, my thing. gut's telling me Bailey. Yeah, I, I said the same thing. It's either one of those two, but yeah. I, I'm stay firm with Sasha. I think Ajar might appreciate that. Yeah, I think he would. Next, let's just Otis and Dolph. Otis is gonna win. Oh uh, yeah, Otis. Yeah, or, I mean, right. you know what? I mean, this is a toss up as well. Yeah, the involvement we got, damn. Um, Mandy Rose and uh, Sonya Deville, and um, we, and we were pretty some, confident yesterday yeah. that Daniel Bryan was going to win. Exactly. I mean, it could be some shenanigans had. It could be some distractions. Uh, freaking Mandy could take a bump on the outside. No, this can be concerned and get rolled up or zigzagged and lose. Yeah. Uh, it could be the same way to where Mandy comes out to the aid of Otis to distract Dolphin. Otis hit him with some crazy shit with the worm, and Otis wins. So I mean, this is a toss up. You know, it's deceiving. Yeah, so, I'm gonna stick with Otis though. Yep, I think this is the sleep on match. I don't know why I'm talking about it a lot. <laughs> no, not this one. The Prophets with Garza and Theory. Yeah, that's gonna be good because you got Montez Ford and freaking Austin Theory in there, who are yeah. phenomenal athletes. I think Austin Theory is a little more crisp than uh, Montez Ford. And then we don't know the extent of uh, his physical well-being after taking that crazy-ass flying bump to the outside. You seen that shit? Yeah, you could hear it. Yeah, I mean, he went straight over the top rope, flat back bump on the ground. Yeah. So, and then after that, Aleister Black and Bobby Lashley. We think we both said Aleister, but how long do you see this one lasting? I don't know. Um, is Lana? Uh, they put Lana on the marquee or whatever. Is there going to be shenanigans? Yeah, I hope that out. Because Alice, you got to think. Alistair's already lost. He lost to AJ. Yeah. So it's not like at that undefeated, quote unquote, even though it's not mentioned, the yeah. undefeated streaks ended. So yeah. I could see it shenanigans if they want to draw. If Lashley went, it's because, like we're saying with Shane and Becky, they're drawing it out. Yeah. And I hope not. They had no, they had no build to this. They just said, you know what it was. Is Vince was like, you know, because obviously stuff happened. They probably had actual plans for Alistair or Lashley. Like, you know what I mean? You got to be taking those battle royals out, and I just bet you with Andrade getting hurt, there was probably plans for other people there. But 
this was Vince was like, well, we need both of them on it. Let's just put them against each other kind of thing. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I think this could be good. Yeah, it, it'll be all right. Because, I mean, it's badly booked as Lashley has been. He is still a good performer. Yeah. yeah. It's just and, he's just been put in a, a, a stupid circumstance. <laughs> he they had so much momentum with him when he beat Roman in 2018. Yeah, when no one expected it, but then when they fought again for the match at Brock, of course Roman won. Like they had to do that, they couldn't, you know. But whatever. Um, and then you got the main event, with assuming is the main event. You know, Drew McIntyre versus the reigning. Defending undisputed world heavyweight champion Rock Lesnar. I hope this dude wins, man. Uh, Drew McIntyre. Yeah. But then again, this is another toss up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I'm so. Uh, if you really think about it, tonight, not a lot of these matches are solidified to be great. Mm-mm. No, not great. I mean, um, like solid, like Fiend and Cena. You never can sleep on Cena winning. Mm-hmm. Edge and Orton, like, yeah, we think, oh, it's his return match, but it's Randy Orton. You know what I mean? Randy Orton's yeah. been known to win when he's not supposed to. And this Charlotte, con- continued on. Another few that's continued on. Yeah. Charlotte and Rhea, we already know how Charlotte is, just like Cena. Yeah. The women's five-way, we really don't know. Otis and Dolph, we said we don't know. The Prophets, this is the only match that seems pretty guaranteed that they're going to retain. I don't know. Yeah, but you still Austin don't Fury know. Big but... deal. <laughs> yeah, I still. And then Alistair and Lashley, same thing. So that's what I like about tonight. It's a lot more not well known. Last night seemed a little more obvious than tonight yeah, does. I agree. So, but yeah, we're both pulling for our boy Drew, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious how they're going to go about it. Lately, it's the same thing with Brock, just like Goldberg. It's hit a few moves, bang, 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 it's over. You know, like, is Drew just going to hit, like, five Claymores to pin him? <laughs> you know, I think this will have a little more to it than um a, a Goldberg match. You know, because yeah. Brock has shown that he can go the distance if need be. And um, I think with an athlete the caliber of Drew McIntyre, he will be. Because, I mean, Drew is kind of like a hybrid. Because you had Seth Rollins, who's zippy, flippy, fly all over the goddamn place, shenanigans to win. But with Drew, he can do all that shit too, to an extent. And he's a big dude, dude, 6'5". <laughs> yeah, because the only difference is with Brock, you see it all the time. In Brock's matches, when he faces smaller dudes, was they usually get momentum when he does the German suplex and they land it. I've seen Drew do a lot. I don't know if Drew can land from a German suplex. No, I, and I don't think he will, nor should he. You know. Yeah, so it's like, so what's Drew going to do to get momentum on inside? Maybe his headbutt? His headbutt seems like that could give him momentum. Yeah. Well, I mean, he is more agile than a Braun Strowman, Samoa Joe, and um, who else big has he? T- a Goldberg, for sure. Roman. So I'd, say he's a little, I'd say he's even more agile than Roman. Yeah, I, be- I believe he has a little more agility toward his uh, lower extremities into what's not. <laughs> but um, yeah, we'll see something cool from Drew. Because uh, um, he's doing kip-ups and all kind of other crazy shit and everything. I doubt if you see any backflips or any crazy shit that you see out of Ricochet or something like that. But you would see something. You know, now, maybe- if Drew wins, mm-hmm. 
Obviously, there's, there's no pyro unless they show some being shot from the outside of the PC, like, you know. <laughs> That'd be crazy. But I'm pretty sure the PC, from seeing Becky's entrance last night, it looks like that shit's in the damn neighborhood. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so it's like, I doubt it's going to happen, but would you be surprised if Drew wins, no shenanigans, if Drew wins, but then, like, a returning guy comes in like attacks him or do you think that if drew wins they just end on the happy moment they should just end it they should yeah they should there's a lot of things ww should do <laughs> <laughs> like this shit shouldn't have happened <laughs> yeah uh, like honestly i mean it, it's been put out there on it and i kind of agree to an extent as well because um I'm not going to lie, current day wrestling, I ain't talking about because of, you know, what's going on in the world, how they doing these shows, but wrestling currently as a whole, I'm not um, really invested as I was prior to, you know, I'll catch it if I catch it, but if I miss it, I'm not too worried about it like how I used to be. Yeah, no, I wouldn't say I'm the same way, like, uh, I always keep up with it. My thing is, like, I'll get home from work each hour. I couldn't tell you the last time I truthfully watched the whole Monday Night Raw. Lately, what I've been doing is I listen to bus. I listen to a lot of podcasts after. You know what I mean? Or when you and I really talk about it, you know, that's like or whatever. But like, I see myself watching SmackDown more than Raw, and I don't know if it's just because mm-hmm. as of late, I still I'm still working. But yeah. when Friday comes around, they ain't shit to do, so might as well watch SmackDown. Mm-hmm. I have to go to work on Tuesday. I'm not trying to stay up till eleven o'clock. You know. Sometimes I do, like, if I know it's going to be something worth it, but even with crowds, no crowds, it's hard for me to stay up till 11 o'clock to watch a whole Raw, you know what I mean? So, I don't know. I think I'm happy they did it. I can see why people would disagree with me, and I'm not going to disagree with them that they do that. You know what I mean? Um, You know, everyone has their own opinion. I think it's good because a lot – this does, like, I'm not one of those people who's dwelling on this. I do think yeah. it sucks. This shit sucks. I miss going out. But not even for selfish reasons. Like, people are dying. Old people are getting sick. Like, I'm home in Rhode Island. you got to think I'm in the military, you know. I And I'm home, and I don't even get to see my family because a lot of this stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, it's like, because my dad's older and stuff like that. I'm not trying to go out there and see my family be the reason. So, it sucks that all this stuff, you know, is going on. But you got to admit, takes your mind off everything. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate their sacrifice to entertain me during these trying times. <laughs> but, man, ah, we got a lot to digest tonight. Because <laughs> yeah. it could go either way. We, I'm torn. <laughs> That's why tonight's definitely more on the edge of your seat of what's going to happen. Um now, let me ask you, with a lot of high-profile matches tonight, mm-hmm. if you could switch it, would you have switched it as, like, hmm, maybe put Edge and Orton on last night and maybe put, like, Sammy and Daniel Bryan on tonight? Or do you think they did the right thing by doing that? I don't know, man. It didn't, like, they could have definitely put a little more on night one. Yeah. Um it would have took a lot of pressure off of um, what we were saying. Cause like we have five matches that can easily main event this show 
and start the show, you know, to get it popping off with a bang. So to take one of those five, I believe it could alleviate a lot of pressure off of, you know, how because there's going to be some motherfuckers complaining. They, they was going to p- complain regardless, but they're going to be like, oh, this match should have been here. This match should have been here. But if you would took some of those and put them on the first night, you know, I don't know. It could have been a whole different ball game or whatever. But yeah, no, it's it's just they got a lot of pressure. Because here's the other thing: the, like to argue that as great of matches as they have tonight, they got to deliver. Because true. you're gonna admit night one with not the little talent it had, but with a lot less no name, high stake matches, night one delivered. Yeah. Night one delivered. Towards the end of the card, it delivered. You know, no offense to the women's tag. That wasn't just that great. I couldn't buy into Elias and Corbin. But after that, my, I was glued. Now, let's think about this, though. How, how many, was it 16 matches total over yeah, four they, nights? Yep, so six, well, 18, but yeah, it's 16 yeah. main card, 8 and 8. Yeah, so let's think about this. What if this would have went off without a hitch? What if this would have just been a regular old WrestleMania, no um, pandemic going on and all this stuff? I would have been in Tampa right now. I don't think all these matches would have made it on the card. No, we I don't think. Night. I don't think Otis and Dolph would have happened. Um, they would have been definitely, on the pre-show. Yeah, definitely Lashley in uh, black. Yep, because you got to think, if Manny would have happened, they would have had the match. The Andre the Giant and the Women's Battle Royal. Yeah. Uh, I think maybe those are the only two that wouldn't have happened. Because they defend every title at Mania. The pre-show is usually longer for Mania, though. you got to remember that. Yeah, true. So the pre-show would have been two hours. It probably would have had the profits on the pre-show. They probably would have thrown, just looking at the card, maybe... No, they probably would have had the profits on the pre-show with the two battle royals, and then everything else would have been long. Yeah, because I mean, it would have alleviated a lot of pressure off the main card if you know if it was one big show and you had that extended kickoff show. So yeah, that's. Let me ask you this: If you would have been there, Mm -hmm. right? I would have walked out on the Undertaker shit. (laughs) (laughs) So what? You know. and let me Taker say, Styles and Fiend. Hold on, let me finish. Yeah, well, Taker and Styles and Fiend and Cena would have been normal matches. Yeah, exactly. So, That's what I was about to say. That was my point. Yeah, so they would have had normal matches. Oh, Elias and Corbin probably wouldn't have happened either. Mm-hmm. But um, so think about it. So I'm gonna read off what the card probably, obviously we're not known, probably would have been. So we'll say the pre-show was the Raw titles. We'll say the profits for somebody. Mm-hmm. I won't even say Andrade because Andrade seemed he wasn't on it just because he was hurt. Mm-hmm. So we and then we'll say the two battle royals. Yeah. Then the main card you would have had the, the ladder match for the tag titles: Rollins and Owens, Cena, Fiend, Edge, Orton, Shayna, Becky, Charlotte, Rhea. I'm gonna go off on a hinge and say they would have went with Sasha and Bailey. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they would have done Sammy and DB. I think maybe Braun would have gone. I don't know what they would have done there because Braun wasn't on anything until the Goldberg. Yeah. But we'll just say Sammy and DB. We'll say Braun just wasn't on Mania. We'll just go with that. The Warriors cross and bliss. That probably would have happened. But they probably would have had this with more teams, I bet. Mm-hmm. Taker, Styles, Goldberg, Roman, and then Brock and Drew. It's a solid card. Yeah. But, I mean, 
things happen for a reason. And this kind of, I believe this turned out all right, given the circumstances. I agree. And I don't know if I would have rather this format compared to me being there in person and sitting there all goddamn day watching the rest of the show. (laughs) Yeah. But um, I'm pleased with what they turned out. So let me ask you, let me ask you a random question. Yes, sir. (laughs) Because obviously we were together last year. Yeah. And that was, out of all the meetings you've been to, I'm trying to think, you've been to Dallas, which was indoor. I've been to the last, well, well, not counting this one, I've been to the last six except for 33. I didn't go yeah. to Orlando. Which were all either indoor or warm locations. Yeah, the first one Wait. I went to was in uh, Cali. Cali. That was on was uh, Seth cashed in, and I had yeah. black pants on, and my legs caught on fire. <laughs> and then you, then you went to 32 Dallas. when it was inside. And yeah, Dallas is pretty yeah. warm anyway. Mm-hmm. Then you skip 33. Then you went to New Orleans, which, okay, I don't know what the temperature's like. It was kind of chilly because it's out by the water and everything. But it was inside. Yes. And then last year was actually outside. So mm-hmm. with us being actually outside last year, it got a little chilly towards the end of the night. Mm-hmm. Does that make a weird impact at all on Mania? I don't think so because, like, if you, okay, so let me. I, I guess I'm asking for future because I'm going next year. Yeah. So I'm comparing next year's to your first one in Cali. Hmm. Was it cool that WrestleMania started at like? Because you got to think it starts at seven, so it started at what, like four o'clock there, yeah. and ended probably around we'll say eleven. No, hmm. probably like ten. Yeah. Nine, nine, ten. Was that a lot cooler than last year being on the complete opposite coast? Complete climate change ending at one in the morning. Still both great manias. You know, Kofi winning, Seth yeah. captured in, both great manias. But is there a different experience? I guess something I should look look into with going to one in Cali versus going to what we did in Jersey. Is the one in Cali indoor? No, it's gonna be outside at that news uh LA uh Ram Stadium. Oh yeah. I definitely yeah. go to that bitch, man. You um, got a place to stay. But this this is the thing though, man. Given the circumstances of, you know, it being on the West Coast outside for that first WrestleMania I went to, I lost a lot of the effect because you had Bray Wyatt come out in the daytime. You had The Undertaker come out in the daytime. Okay, had, I can see that. You had Triple H with his uh, high light effect costume and outfit, which you could barely see because it was outside in the daytime, you know. So that did see an Aleister Black entrance during the day. And, you know, and what I think they might be more cognizant of because that WrestleMania specifically was the most talked about because it had so much daylight. Now, I don't know how much swing they got or how they would work with network providers and pay-per-view providers. They might bump a lot of that shit uh, back some or they might utilize that longer freaking pre-show joint to get a lot of those um, other ones out of the way. And, um... You know, wait till you, later on in the evening. Have you seen what the new stadium's gonna look like? I know it's black and it looks fucking no, no, bad. No, 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 no. So that that's the L.A. Raiders. No, I'm not. I'm I'm thinking about Vegas. That's yeah, Vegas. So look up, stadium. look up the new L.A. Rams stadium, and you can see they have what it's gonna. So it's gonna be open, but it looks like I don't know if it looks if you can look at the same time. It looks like it could be closed at the same time, like they. You know, 
it, so it's like the Dallas Stadium because they they had the panoramic roof that they can open this, it. And, this, I don't know if this one's gonna have a panoramic. It looks like it might, but it looks like it might not. Now yeah. I don't know. I'm looking it up right now in real time. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. So, but I'm just I'm like, was it just cooler? I guess like with Mania starting early, ending earlier, the warm weather. Like next year, I can probably go in shorts and a t-shirt. Like you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, don't wear black pants like I did. <laughs> no. That's when you were wearing the retweet, retweet, repeat trip. Yes. <laughs> but uh, you remember you know more about me so, and my mania trips than I do. <laughs> I just remember because that was your thing at the time. But okay, you think, I got a roof on this bitch, man. Yeah. So, do you think that's going to be a cool mania just with the time difference, everything like that? Because I'm kind of looking forward to seeing mania during the day, like how it was when you were there. I don't know. It just depends, you know, because I mean, if the it, the entrances suffer, but it doesn't really take away from the match and the atmosphere and everything. That's yeah. the only that's the only thing it take away from. If it's a darker character that has all these intricate and elaborate lighting effects and everything, it takes away from that because you can't see a lot of that shit during the daytime. Which realistically, the only ones I could see it being are the Fiend, Undertaker, if he fights, and then Aleister Black. I hope the Undertaker don't fight. I'm hoping, I'm honestly hoping Aleister Black wins the Rumble. I know the Rumble's so far away, but mm-hmm. it seems like they, they're they all big on Aleister. I thought they were big on Ricochet, but now he's not even on Mania and he's fighting on Main Event already. I hope that changes, but mm-hmm. I'd like to see Aleister Black, you know, win the Rumble. Well, shit, Aleister Black fight on Main Event too? Yeah. I don't so. know. I think with everything going on right now, you can't determine who they're going you know, to. You don't know who they're going to put the strap on. <laughs> no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> to go up to Mania until like November, December. Sometimes even January. This year, I had no idea Drew was going to win the Rumble until maybe about a week out. I was feeling pretty confident in Drew. Yeah. Because they, they made him a baby face. <laughs> yeah. So it's like maybe Keith Lee gets a shot. Oh, man. That would be fucking amazing. Keith Lee and Brock Lesnar? Bask in his glory. Uh, yeah, that was funny as hell too for the Rumble when uh, Keith Lee came out and uh, Brock was like, "Who's that motherfucker?" Brock was in the ring. He's like, "Who the fuck is that?" <laughs> Who the fuck is and that? He got, in the, he got in the ring and he was like, "He was a big boy." <laughs> yeah. Oh, or MVP fights at Mania. Oh man! If MVP fought you at know, Mania, I feel you buy a ticket just for him. Yeah, I would blow my stack, man. My my lid on my. If I had hair, that shit would just fly right the hell off. <laughs> Uh, but that's crazy though because like MVP came back or whatever and for me you know even like what his promos alluded to that he would be there in a managerial role or something like that I would have loved to see him pair with Bobby Lashley again because they were a group in TNA yeah I'd I'd like to see that still they could still happen true you know I'd like to see that going into if they did a SummerSlam build Say them two fought MVP and Heyman going at it on the mic. That'd be good. Word. I'm going to ask you this a little off topic WrestleMania. And then if you want to wrap it up from here, we can. But uh, sure. I guess for me too, I'll try to think of mine. But biggest pop you witnessed live in all your event history of ever going to a show? The Seth Rollins cash in. That beats Edge and Kofi? I think it's the most memorable to me. And and that's crazy to see 
you know, Kofi win live, but anytime I'm asked that, it's Seth Rollins. Yeah, I could see that. That's, I'm not saying it's taken away that's your fir- that was your yeah. first mania. Yeah, so it's, it's probably have a lot of, you know, emotion and fucking grandeur and goddamn nostalgia attached to it or whatever. But that always, the first one that comes to my mind is uh, Seth Rollins cashing in at WrestleMania 31. So I'd say mine. But I tell you, though, the most out of all the uh, manias that I've been to, the one that met life was, I believe, was the mo- the best experience that I've had. I-, I enjoyed that one the most out of all the trips I've been on. Yeah, no, it was a good time. Um, I say either Kofi winning was one up there. You know what else? It was on Raw. Do you remember during the Invasion era? Were you watching then? I believe. So you've probably seen it when Stone Cold comes out with the pool cue in the truck and the parking lot beats everyone out and then he, his music hits and JR's like, that's him. He's walking. He's talking. And he comes in. So that was in Providence. So that was a huge pop. Probably because it was such a small arena and everyone lost their mind. Mm-hmm. But, uh, well, shit. Edge coming back at the Rumble, man. That place blew the fuck up. I was there live for that too. But, I but like I said, I mean, those are probably the top three, maybe four. Because um, you got uh, Seth Rollins cashing in. You got Edge coming back at the Rumble. I'm not doing it in any particular order. Uh, Edge coming back at the Rumble. Kofi winning that Mania. And Daniel Bryan winning that WrestleMania 30. Yeah. I was, I'd like to think, since you and I started hanging out and talking wrestling, you and I have been at a lot, whether it was together or individually, a lot of big events. Like, you went to all those manias, then we went to one together. Mm-hmm. You went to Survivor Series, right? Or no, no, no. You went to War Games. Yeah. You I went, went to, to the... Survivor Series this year. Huh? I went to Survivor Series this year, I think. No? No. No, so that's what NXT. You went the year before. Yeah, there you go. There, yeah. And then you saw the Elimination Chamber when they won the women's title. Yep. I went to the first ever women's Money in the Bank match. I went uh, to Money in the Bank this year. We went you, to that. We went to battleground together yeah. when the Undertaker came back. That motherfucker. I wouldn't so sour on him then. That was before yeah. he gone dupe me. <laughs> yeah, because I did a video on my phone of you losing your shit when the Undertaker came out. So I got blackmail on you. Well, see that that there you go. That was before the turn. That was before he betrayed me. <laughs> yeah. uh, then this year I'm going to SummerSlam. Hopefully you accompany me. Mm-hmm. Um, See, th- this is the thing, though. Is it like either I go to SummerSlam or I go to Mania? Oh, okay, Rob. I'm going to put you in your place live in front of the whole world. That's a damn lie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you get that voucher, you'll hey. be like, oh, well, my ticket might be cheap to get there or it's pretty free. I got somewhere to stay. I can record with him and Carl. I can... You know, See, now, you, I, now, you, see now, now you're making me sway more toward that because so now then I, can, that, then I, I can buy a ticket and I like, once again, I get a free place to stay. I already got kind of airfare. Then when Mania comes around, then when Mania comes around, look at this guy. Look at this guy. Ma- yeah, oh yeah, I'm not done yet. Then when Mania comes around, it's always near your birthday and you're like, well, my wife said she'd get me for my birthday. <laughs> it happens every time, Rob. I know you. So that's why if you don't come to SummerSlam, you're going to be a disappointing dad. <laughs> okay. And you're going to have a disappointed son. O- okay, son. <laughs> <laughs> Mike drop. Now the whole world's got, got it on here. Now, you know what I'll say about that? Because um, I'm not going to lie. Um, B- 
being in Missouri, you and uh, Roque, y- y'all kind of spark what would be going forward. A lot of uh, me attending a lot of wrestling events. Because- yeah, remember, Roque was supposed to come with us to that pay-per-view, but I think he had someone close to him pass away. He couldn't go, and then uh, Dunn ended up coming. Yeah. But, but that was- we, all, we all piled up in the van for that first live event in Springfield. <laughs> yep. And that was the thing about it, though, is like I never really went to any of the events or whatever. It could- and then being in Missouri, oddly enough, that was probably the most wrestling I've ever seen live in my whole entire life. Because everywhere I was previous to the, they never came around those regions that, you know, I was in fucking Camp Lejeune. So, you know, yeah, shit. So was that. Yeah. They ran, they, once in a while, they came to Raleigh. Yeah. And that was like an hour and a half away. Then they went to Greensboro or some shit, which was like two hours, hours away, hours. three hours away. So it was never really accessible to me in fucking Missouri. They went to Springfield, which is an hour or so away, maybe less, depending on how you drive. <laughs> and then they went to St. Louis, which wasn't that far away, depending on how you drive. And then I had so much local and independent shows around the area that I was able to attend and be a part of. So, And then even when you went to WrestleMania in Dallas, that was only, what, seven? Because I've done that drive to Dallas from there because my cousin went there. That's only like seven and change. Yeah, I drove that because of a, a couple things. My brother lived there, so I had a place to stay. And then I was getting out of the military at that time, so they were having a job fair down there. So I went down there for the job fair and to visit family. Yeah. <laughs> and I wound up going to Mania. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure all your – and then when you went to – when then you retired, they went to New Orleans. You're from there. I think, all, I think the only spur of the moment WrestleMania trip you really had was the first one. Yeah, well, all of them have been per se, but like the first one, the very first one was out of left field, out of nowhere. I didn't have no clue whatsoever. Because anyone, forget, we were at the training area, and I come out of the instructor room, and you walk in, you're like, "I'm going to Mania." And I'm yeah. like, "What?" <laughs> and it, you know, and we could say all the other ones after that one was at the last minute, spur of the moment, but it really wasn't because every year since that first time, it was like I might be going. Now, the only reason, I don't think I'm putting your business out there. You didn't go in 2017 to Orlando. It was just because you just retired and you were getting ready to buy the house and all that, yeah, right? exactly. I did. I, we, I could not splurge on no shit like that to go there. Which I bet you went to when I wish I went to that one. That entrance was sick. <laughs> you know what? I'm kind of iffy about that. What if I had been there live when The Undertaker duped me? What if I would have been in? He per- really would. Yeah, he really would have duped you then, because you would have been like, finally. <laughs> what if I've been there in person to see that live, man? How more bitter and dejected I would have been to be in that arena, in that atmosphere with all those people and everything, kind of feeling similar to what I was in the moment. How mad and more angry would I be right now at the fucking Undertaker? <laughs> He really, the Undertaker plays me your emotions. Fucking man, I'm getting a headache thinking about that shit right now, dog. <laughs> uh, hey, but you know what? He didn't show up last year. He shouldn't have showed up this year. Sorry, son of a bitch. <laughs> I'll never forget when Elias came out. You're like, no Undertaker, no Undertaker. Dog, man. If, if, if anybody listening, you can go to uh, YouTube right now, and there's a 12 minute clip of me cussing out the Undertaker. At that WrestleMania in New Orleans. 
And then I'll never forget when Kofi won the title. You're like, all right, now get out of the ring. Get out the ring. Yes, please. <laughs> Remember we had the conspiracy once Rollins came out that Brock lost, that Brock was going to come out and challenge and fight Kofi? Yeah, I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> we were, and then we were like, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. I was just like, I was holding my breath that whole fucking time waiting on it just to be safe. Have you rewatched that match? You know what? I have only watched one WrestleMania back that I actually attended. I have not rewatched any of the other ones. Which one was it? Um, I, I only rewatched 30. I mean, 31. I mean, that, the Seth Rollins one. That's the only one I rewatched. I have not rewatched any of the other ones. You planning on watching any wrestling before the wrestling today? I really think you should watch this 24. It's good. I may. I'm That's trying to right right now I'm uh trying to pull up that clip so I can put it in the chat for everybody. Me cussing out the undertaker. <laughs> okay. I I hope when he retires what would you do when he retires like and that motherfucker who cussed me out was on YouTube. Oh man, I I would also lose my shit for that. So let me ask you, if the Undertaker walked by you, would you say what up to him? Oh yeah. I have high amounts of uh, respect for the Undertaker as a person, as a Remember human. Remember you met Daniel Bryan at the airport bathroom? Yeah, that was fucking crazy, man. So, I mean, what, 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 that was the one we went to, right? Yeah. yeah met like you had your Kofi shirt on. And you were yeah. like, sorry. <laughs> yeah, so, um, I just cleared the um, the freaking airport freaking x-ray shit, you know? And the uh, x-ray technician was like, oh, so you went to the show, right? I was like, yeah. He's like, I'm glad Kofi won. I was like, yeah, me too. As I'm wearing the Kofi uh, Hope Obama freaking painted shirt. And I was like, yeah, cool. So what was also crazy about that moment as well, that damn, when I was got through the checkpoint, Dr. Sp- uh, Dr. Spaulding passed by me in a wheelchair. You know who that is, right? Yeah. Guy from the Devil's Rejects just died, House of a Thousand Corpses. He was there in the airport. He dr- rode by me in his wheelchair and shit. So I got to see him before he died in person. And then um, once I got through the checkpoint, me and Daniel were there. <laughs> Damn, Daniel. <Yep. laughs> and uh, and uh, coming out of the bathroom was Daniel Bryan. And I seen him from afar, and we got closer to each other. We locked eyes. He looked at me, and he looked down at my Kofi shirt. And I was like, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and he kind of giggled, and he went on about his business. And I was like, yeah, that was amazing. Daniel saw it. I got proof. I got somebody to back me. <laughs> uh, you got anything else you want to say? Or should we take her home? Uh, fuck the Undertaker. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but um, oh, see, man, we got people popping in as we getting ready to leave out. So I mean, we I think that might be Glenn from the Randall Couple Show that just popped up in the chat and everything. Uh, he was here for my first live show on Podbean. So there he is. It's Glenn. Hey, Glenn. I don't know you, but hey, Glenn. <laughs> yeah, so Glenn decided to pop up as I'm leaving. <laughs> but I'm excited for night uh, two. Um, you know, despite this, the circumstances and everything, I think it's been great. It was a lot to get adjusted to, to get used to in um, the time that we was watching these shows and everything. And they yeah. did a good job. And I, I applaud all the men and women that are risking their health to entertain us. 
And we'll probably get back and do another show like this. What for money in the bank, probably in like a month or two. Yeah. We in the chat, we have had requests to, um, well, not request to keep doing it, but they asked if we do these normally, you know, we could probably try to carve the time out to do some stuff like that. Pay-per-view um, definitely worth talking about. Yeah. I'm about it. Yeah. So how do you feel about this then? So we covered the whole card yesterday for night one. We did a review of night one today. So, I mean, is a given that we should do a review of night two tomorrow, maybe? Yeah, I'd be down. It's just, I got work. So you'd probably, we'd probably have to do it at like, let me think, probably. Maybe before Raw? Yeah, if we just go, because I'm trying to think, because I so work, we do, um, I can do like 6.30 your time. 6.30? My time, so yeah, that's so seven thirty. Mine, so I guess it's like a half hour before RAW, and if we go, we we put RAW on, talk about RAW for a couple of minutes before we wrap it up. Okay, all right, that's fine. So you heard it here in chat tomorrow uh, night, Monday, uh, six thirty Central, seven thirty Eastern. We're gonna do um, a night two WrestleMania review and um, a little preview of uh, Monday Night Raw, which we don't have a card for any announcements yet, but we might have something after tonight. And we should have some throughout the day by then. True indeed. So um, with that being said, we're going to put a pin in it here. We appreciate everybody for joining us for this special edition of Wrestling is Trash live on Podbean. Follow um, us on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow the show, which I don't post shit really for it <laughs> as much because <laughs> we do this seldomly and sporadically. So you can follow Wrestling is Trash on Twitter at Wrestling B Trash. And you can follow Wrestling is Trash on Instagram at Wrestling is Trash. There is a Facebook group that Anomaly um, updates here and there sporadically. So, um, you can go to Wrestling is Trash on Facebook and follow that group that Anomaly putting videos and all kind of wrestling matches on. <laughs> you can follow Nick on Twitter at Nick Anacelli, all one Hi. word. I think he put it in the chat right here for you to see. And you can also follow him on Instagram, Instagram at Nick Anacelli as well, correct? Yes, sir. So, yeah, we got all the plugs. And if you want to follow me normal on the normal show, because I know this is what you're seeing on my feed for Random Rounds with Rob, I have that show as well. It's a variety show. It's a random show. Much like the random couple show is random. We talk about random shit. So you can follow that on Twitter at 3R Show, at Instagram, at The 3R Show, and Facebook. Yeah, and hey, if you don't, you got to follow Rob on Instagram because, you know, once the world's normal again, that dude can give you some good laughs when you need them on Instagram. Yes. Or, yes. Lo- or in Lowe's with Alistair Black's music, depending on how he's feeling. Yes, I, I need to do some more of that once the world gets normal again. But Instagram is my bread and butter. You can see me walk around Walmart. I need to get with those uh, motherfuckers that be wrestling in Walmart and super kick their ass, too. <laughs> yeah, well, we could do that again when we see each other. Yeah, I'll super kick your punk ass. <laughs> yeah. Trying to make me spend all this money on these wrestling trips. <laughs> if you fly here, one last thing, if you fly here for SummerSlam, when I pick you up, when we... Like, I'll say hi in the airport, all that bullshit. Then when we get in the car, I'm just going to look at you and smile on deck. I told you so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Mrs. B-Rod for the random throat punches, which I'm going to have to make that shirt here pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right. So once again, uh, on behalf of myself and Nick Anacelli, we bid you a fine adieu, and we'll see you next time.
Goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody.